Hello, everybody, and thanks for tuning in to our virtual service today. Uh, I want to remind you that while uh, these virtual sermons are really good for when you're out and about or traveling or just not feeling well or whatever to kind of keep you in the loop, um, really, when it comes to growing with Jesus, it, it, it's best done in the context of other people who are also growing with Jesus. And so would love for you to get connected in person somewhere at a church, and the doors are always open for you at Polaris Christian Church if you're in the Brunswick area. So uh, I just want to get that out there with every virtual sermon because it's so important to growth. So this morning, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the spiritual discipline of mentoring. It's a, a discipline because it's typically not something uh, that we like to do at first. Not many people use the tool of mentoring to develop uh, the health of their soul. Yet it's uh, very important. It's a very important tool, and I really hope that you will consider the possibilities for growth in your own journey through this concept today. Now, when Kelly and I, my wife Kelly and I, uh, were first married just out of college in 1999. Uh, Kelly was finishing college and, and we helped uh, get this church started here in Brunswick and we didn't make very much money at all. We had a one-bedroom apartment in North Royalton. Most of our furniture was the kind that came in a box and needed to be assembled. You open the box and slide out all the pieces and the hardware and the instructions it was always difficult to try to discern what the instructions were saying, um, you know, which part was which, what was right side up. Inevitably, when you're on the third to last step, three hours into the project, you find this extra part or you realize that you forgot a part and missed a step. Um, and, and so you'd have to disassemble and build it all over again. It, it's never very fun. If you have a couple of bookshelves or end tables, something to where you need to build a piece more than once, the second time around is exponentially faster and uh, usually, um, in the end, a better product. Um, it's in a lot better shape, right? That's just how it works. When you have more than one, you get it done better. This demonstrates the power of mentoring. Mentoring helps us uh, not have to reinvent the wheel. Mentoring helps us by allowing people who have already built the thing to give us insight into how it works. Life is infinitely more difficult than a particle board coffee table, right? It is extremely helpful to have people who manage to do some things right to give you a hand, okay? So I first learned how this, con how this, uh, this connects to um, spiritual growth through a group of pastor friends. About 10 years ago, I got to go to Israel for 16 days with a group of pastors to walk where Jesus walked. And it was more than an educational trip. Uh, it was meant to help pastors care for their souls. Um, so there was a lot of guided interaction and focus moments on the trip. It wasn't just sightseeing. During one session from before the trip, we had gathered at Lakeside near Marblehead, uh, about 15 of us. And the question was asked, what was the single most significant factor in your spiritual growth that led you to occupational uh, ministry level spiritual growth? In other words, uh, your love for God and spirituality has elevated you to become a professional Christian. 
What was the factor that most influenced your growth? Now, all 15 of us had a similar answer. And it wasn't Bible reading, though that was important. It wasn't a sermon we had heard. It was mentors. We all had one or multiple mentors who had invested in us on a personal level, and their influence was a multiplying factor. There's a lot um, <clears throat> that can help you grow incrementally. And don't underestimate those things. But the multiplying factor was mentoring. And I've never forgotten that. With making furniture, the second piece is way faster because you don't have to learn everything from scratch. In spiritual growth, mentors help you skip a few steps because they've learned it for you already. It's my observation that this is true across the board in life. If you find someone successful at a career, uh, they can usually point to uh, mentors that got them there. If you find a successful athlete, um, they can usually point to coaches or veteran athletes that help them multiply their growth. If you find a great cook, this is really true with cooks, um, they probably had a parent or relative uh, that really helped them get good. I'm talking about a multiplier. Daily practice and self-learning will grow you incrementally, and that's important. Mentors can multiply your growth for the same reason that building the second bookcase is faster. It skips a lot of the trial and error and unnecessary frustration, okay? So, I really want you to hear this. People will willingly go find mentors for hobbies or their careers. They will invite people in and learn what they can from them, but rarely, rarely will people do this on a spiritual level. Rarely will people open themselves up to mentoring, to a mentoring relationship in their spiritual lives. We tend to believe the lie that faith should be deeply personal, like kept deeply personal. We buckle to a felt awkwardness or vulnerability. We don't want to feel the embarrassment of exposing that we're not as far along spiritually as we wish we were. Truthfully, a lot of it just comes down to pride. We are too proud to open ourselves up to the help of others. Most people do not have spiritual mentors they turn to. Even people who would admit that their growth came from spiritual mentors when they were younger, they often never reach out in their adult lives for continual growth through mentoring. I would like for you to ask yourself, do I have spiritual mentors in my life right now that I ask for help and turn to for growth? If not, I hope you will consider doing so. The scriptures have a continuous underlying theme of mentoring. Now, if you've been around Polaris long, if you go to Polaris, you, you hear me talk all the time about the Godfather principle of reading scripture. The Godfather is considered one of the greatest movies of all time, but it's not written and directed to teach deductively. The truths of the movie are meant to be observed. 
Uh, it may seem like the movie's glorifying the mafia lifestyle, but the wise mind observes that everyone in the movie ends up dead or in prison, or everyone ends up paranoid or utterly miserable. You have to observe this. It's not spelled out for you. In the same way, much of the Bible's deepest wisdom is observed. You have to do the work. You have to mine for the gems. They aren't just spoon-fed to you. Now, mentoring is one of those gems. The Bible doesn't come out and say, go find a mentor and here's how. But when you read the scriptures carefully, you'll observe uh, that most of, the, most of the greats found themselves in mentoring relationships. Okay, Moses had this father-in-law who was a priest named Jethro, and he was also a leader of a community. So when Moses struggled to govern the Israelites, Jethro would show up and give him powerful wisdom to navigate the situation. Jethro had been through it already in his life as a leader of people and a spiritual leader. He was able to save Moses time and unnecessary errors in growth. Elijah was one of the greatest prophets in all of Israel. Probably the only one greater was his understudy, Elisha. Why? Because Elijah mentored Elisha. He invested in him daily, and it set Elisha up to be even greater. Esther was a queen that saved the entire race of the Jews. She had been mentored through the whole process by her wise uncle Mordecai. Had it not been for her mentor, she would have never risen to her eventual level of faith and influence. It was mentoring. We see Elizabeth pouring into Mary, the mother of Jesus. She was fairly influential in the spiritual world, right? Mary, well, she had a mentor. Paul spoke of his mentors in his early years and also poured into the life of Timothy and many others who went on to do great things for God. Again, the Bible doesn't tell these stories and then say, see, mentoring is really important. The scriptures will throw out many gems hidden just below the surface for the person who wants to grow, to find and put into work in their lives. So let me give you two places in the scripture where it does lay it out clearly. Okay, first is Proverbs 13, 20. Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. And then Proverbs 19, 20. Get all the advice and instruction you can so that you will be wise the rest of your life. The phrase walk with says it all. Include people in your journey who are experienced and have lived well. You will become like them. Fail to do so, or worse yet, ride with people who live foolishly and you will become foolish. Let me give you some of the best advice I can uh, that I could possibly give you. Okay, this is going to sound mean and uh, judgmental, maybe. And I really don't care anymore because it's this important. But I, I don't want to sound like mean or judgmental, nor do I want you to be, okay? Uh, be ruthlessly selective about where you get your advice for living. Love everyone. Don't be judgmental in terms of thinking you're better than anyone. Serve everyone. Eat with everyone. But don't actually listen to everyone uh, in terms of their advice. Be ruthlessly selective about where you get your 
advice from, okay? I'm 30 pounds overweight. Don't listen to my advice about fitness. I obviously haven't figured it out yet. There are some people who do everything wise financially, but somehow a fluke disaster strikes and they end up broke. It can happen. It doesn't usually, but it can. There are some people who parent very intentionally and wisely, but their kid ends up off the map wayward. Okay, so we can't be judgmental with these things because we never know. Great parents have wayward kids. Wise people uh, go broke from unforeseen things. But, like, please believe the best about um, what I'm about to say. Don't hear what I'm not saying because sometimes wise people end up in very difficult situations. Great parents end up with wayward kids, okay? So don't look down on yourself. Don't look down on others for where you may end up in life. While you can't be judgmental, I am telling you, though, that you should only take financial advice from people that you know who are in good shape financially. Doesn't mean that if someone's broke, they don't know what they're doing with their money. I'm just saying you should only take financial advice from people who know what they're who are in good shape financially. You should only take parenting advice from people with grown kids that you admire. Again, that's not to say that people with wayward kids are bad parents or if they're broke that they're dumb with their money. It can happen to anyone. I'm just saying that when it comes to mentoring, you need to make sure there's proof in the pudding before you invite their approach to life into your own. This is the kind of thinking and behavior that keeps people down for generations. They invite the actions and thinking of people like themselves into their lives rather than find people who are living unlike them in better ways and then adjust to their approach to life. Now let's talk about how you could begin to adopt a mentoring discipline into your spiritual life. First, unlike when you are younger, you need to be intentional in your adult life when it comes to mentors. When you are younger, mentors tend to take it upon themselves. Dave Ivey, our youth pastor, has a job and a calling to be a mentor to our students. Maybe you had a relative who took you under their wing when you were uh, growing up. Um, they were supposed to do that. Maybe you had an elderly neighbor who sat on their porch in the summer and you went over in the evenings to spend time with them. Whatever, it happens naturally when we are younger, but it often stops there. Like older people feel responsible for mentoring younger people, so it naturally happens, but it stops as you get older. And then it requires intentionality. Okay, people don't just sit around looking for people to give their life success to, especially wise and humble people, the kind that you want advice from. People who haven't figured life out love to tell everyone anything they think they figured out. Wise and humble people generally don't offer things until they are asked. So be intentional about finding mentors and pray that God would point out people that you could benefit from. Next, 
ask yourself what you want to develop. So first is be intentional, then ask yourself what you want to develop. If you want to develop a prayer life, look for people you think are deeply connected with Jesus relationally. If you want to develop a spiritual life from scratch, like maybe you're nowhere and you want to get there, look for someone who is along in the journey that you would like to be like. Then you ask them for a half an hour. Invite them to coffee and tell them you would just like to learn a bit, a little bit about how they practice their faith and develop their faith. Do not invite someone you want to learn from and then you do all the talking. Go and listen to them. Learn some of their habits. Then take a season to try to implement what they do. Ask them follow-up questions as you try to implement what they do. Once you've sat with uh, their advice for a season, see if it's something you want more of or if you need to look elsewhere. Most people are more than happy to share things they've learned about life. You just have to ask. If you are looking for a first step at Polaris, if you go to Polaris, you can join a woman's Bible study. There's great mentoring that happens from those relationships. Guys, hit me up and I can start uh, uh, to get you connected with other guys at Polaris. Who, who knows what, what could develop just from that first step. Now that life is starting to return to normal, um, we're looking to get a lot of those kind of connection points going again this fall, okay, at Polaris. Now, let me close with this and turn the tables on everyone. No matter where you are with Jesus, you need to develop the habit of helping other people um, learn from anything that God is teaching you. Uh, growth should not only depend on other people looking for mentors, it's also up to all of us. It's up to you to be watchful and ready to reproduce anything God has done in your life. Take a look at 2 Corinthians 1, 3-4. And there are many like it with good stuff uh, and hardships, okay? Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. The idea is that whatever you're going through in life, it should be at God's disposal to use in the lives of others. For some of you, you are brand new to the church thing or the Jesus thing. You're on the first rung of the spiritual ladder. Guess what? You've taken a step that many haven't taken. Help someone along. You're probably the best tool God has in the life of someone far from God to get them going because you were where they were three months ago. Some of you have gone through or are going through great struggles right now. Offer it up for God to use in the lives of others. Be watchful and alert. God may be ready to use your experiences to multiply growth in the life of anyone nearby. So be intentional about finding mentors. It will multiply spiritual growth 
in your life. Find people who have things going on in their life that you admire spiritually, character stuff, and then ask them how they got there, and then you try. But also, in your life, look at the things God has done in your life, no matter how small they may be, and look at how you could help multiply that in the lives of others. You're responsible to take things that God has done in your life and pass that along to others. Hope you found something useful in that material, and I hope to see you in person at Polaris soon. Take care, everybody.